The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Okay, we're here at the podcast. You know what happens at the beginning of the podcast. It's love mail. There's a bunch of love mail. Let's get through it. So actually, let's not get through it. Let's fucking get into it. First, first. Schwerst love mail. Schwerst. How do you spell that? Do you think that's Stefan or Steven? I think it's probably Stefan. Stefan Inky. Do you think Steven. I said that right? Stephen Inky? Probably. Let's leave a poll. Inka? Stephen or Stefan Inka <laughs> or Inky from Omaha. He ordered decaf. He says, hey, I like coffee. I want to drink it all day. Chris talked a big game about this. I must try. Big thanks and love from Omaha, Nebraska. I appreciate all the real conversation and goodness that radiates from all you at Cat and Cloud. The decaf's fucking great. Drink it all day. So glad you got some. Let's have a decaf Dude, decaf meetup. You I just I just finished my decaf yesterday and I was kind of sad. Dude, I, <laughs> I did too. Lie. I'm so out right now. I need to get on that train. You know what was crazy too is my my roommate. I just moved and my roommate has. Um, I accidentally grabbed one of her knives because I have the same one, but I packed it up in storage. It's like a Cutco serrated knife, and I had to return it. And I was like, maybe I'll just put it in this coffee bag and like leave it outside. And I was like, that's fucking Ew. so weird. Jeez. Yeah, I know because it says friend zone. That's like some murder <laughs> shit right there. Like that's like the beginning threat. of like the most gnarly pot, like a murder <laughs> true crime podcast. All right, great. So the second <laughs> second love mail is from Allie Rice from Capitola, California. Yeah, some local peeps. Um, just want to say how helpful, friendly, and amazing the Cat and Cloud team is, dude. Thank you. I agree. What a pal! Shout out to Morel Yehuda. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to santa cruz california and the lokes why does the coffee taste so much better when i get it at the cafe first answer because we care so much about your quality ingredients mm, second answer and question how come i can't make it taste the same way at home two initial thoughts uh we have real nice water and real nice grinders and those are probably the two reasons that most people can't make coffee quite the same way at home. Or guess what? You don't have a La Marzocco amazing espresso machine like we do. But, you know, mm. that's all I got for you. Really, second part of that question, why is Rachel so happy all the time? If you could bottle that, I would buy it. Love, Morel. Yeah. We all would. We all would. Dude, I just want to jump in and say that that grind size video that Chris just made, I'm going to link it because that might also help them improve the quality of their coffee at home. Gosh. Yeah. 
Everybody knows that if you are not making good coffee at home, the only reason is that you're not watching my videos. <laughs> that is the number one blocker of making good coffee at home. Um, That's not what more, I said. More love mail. This one's from Braxton Jens from Manteca, California. That's in the Central Valley. He says, my name is Braxton Jens and I live in Manteca. That's what I just said. Shout out to Baca. That's... That's me for growing up in the Central Valley and doing great things for the coffee industry. Also stopping by Austin's Coffee and Rippin. Dude, Austin's is dope. You've helped me in my journey as a barista, but also aspiring as a coffee roaster. You guys, as a whole company, do your mission statement so well. Thank you for leaving people happier, more fulfilled, and inspired than you found them. Cat and Cloud, keep up the good work. Stay safe. Oh, it says... Stay flip, y'all, and I'll catch you on the dial side. He like really flipped that one around on me, and I thought I was having like a, a thing. So, dude, Braxton, respect. Austin's is so cool because it's this shop that is right around the corner from uh, Jenny's family's house. So when we go and stay there, there's a really amazing coffee shop right around the corner, which is not a treat that you get all the time in the valley. Uh-huh. So, what is it like? Like, what's the vibe? Oh. Great question. The vibe is, I mean, it's, it's really, it's okay. So it's almost got this really clean, but semi like, um, I wouldn't call it rustic, but you know, there's some like rustic touches in there. Like, yeah, homey, homey. It's got a good homey vibe and they have a drive through also. So you can go inside. They have a really good bar seating, which is a (laughs) must. So when you walk in, if you keep on the right hand side of the building and go down, and then sit at the bar and watch everybody do their thing. And then because they have the drive-through, they also have these little, some people have like the headphones or like headsets that they flip down and they can talk to each other in them. And it's pretty entertaining. No way. Yeah, Dude, it's that's freaking rad. I've like never thought about the idea of like a specialty coffee shop or any kind of like, kind of like, you know, small business doing a drive-through. Like that's freaking so cool. It's always franchises, but you could probably make it a really fun, like, experience and they're set up for covid because they're already drive-through capacity dude dude and they serve they serve counterculture and the coffee's delicious oh so dude uh, i want it just makes me want to go to manteca and just just for that reason now you know what kidding prove it well that's in ripon but he's from manteca (laughs) but whatever (laughs) (laughs) i will except my tire is fucked up right now but don't worry your tire yeah, I got like a little nail on the sidewall. That's oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like always <laughs> so complaining right now. All you need is three good tires. I don't, dude, I don't give a fuck about yeah, that dude, one tire. Sure. Yeah, tire it's bullshit. Sucks anyway. <laughs> three wheelers, yeah, dude. It really does. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome to the Gun Club Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hot Tuesday. We're all here. Jesus. Um, what's going on? <laughs> what's Jesus not going Christ. on? Everything. <laughs> Is there Dude, anything so not much. going on? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. You guys just got out of a big old meeting. so Dude, I'm going to be on the phone brain. in this bed from 8 a.m. till probably 1.30 p.m. And that's good for Dude, the business maybe... and bad for Jer. Wait, Dude, why are you in you bed? not be in your bed. <laughs> See, look yeah, at you guys. Fear is taking over. Fear is taking over. Because if you shelter in place at home and do these meetings at home, you have one safe space without children or oh, interaction. And yeah. that's in your room with the door shut. Homies. Okay. Mm. Don't, Dude, leave it's like I, Don't leave us It's honestly, it's like I already forgot what my situation was three days ago because I was in a place with other people and my room was my only place that I could like do stuff. But now I'm in a two bedroom with 
which is the landlords and she's like never home. So it's like almost like I have my own place. So I feel your I feel your pain, but I like already forgot that whole situation because now I'm not in it. And that's the beauty but, of the human. We adapt so quickly. Dude, no kidding. <laughs> wow, what a time. You don't like realize when things are better until like you like you have to like explicitly you know what I mean? For it's like sure. when things are better, you just like don't even remember. It's like, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, so I feel that. So you're in your one zone. Yeah, a lot of cool though, but just like, yeah, it's the one zone. I go from I go from this to a rad convo with Sam to a rad shout out to Cafe Imports and Meister for putting on one of uh, our two varietal series for our our team. So I go boom bang and then pow. And then it'll be one thirty. And then I'm gonna go to the roastery real quick and drop off some information for old Chuck J. Oh, nice. Dude, Jared, I I have <laughs> random thought that I want to share with you. Love that. So last night I went on a little like um, spiral into like internet videos and because I started looking at Avatar 2 because I'm just so excited for that movie (laughs) and it's like and I watched this video about like just basically the progression of James Cameron like putting it off again and again. Wait, is it James Cameron? Am I saying that wrong? No, you got him. He's he's the one. Yeah, okay. man. Um, and um, and yeah, so it's like then he promised 2015. Then he promised a little bit. And it's always like really exact dates, and it's super annoying because he always like blows it off and whatever. But anyway, I I landed upon st- some very lifelike Avatar babies <laughs> dolls. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> and no, it was cool. They're so cute, and they're like two thousand dollars. And um, this one lady, <laughs> this lady brought one to Disneyland. And I'm not going to lie, I thought she was kind of annoying, like, the way she talked and just, like, she's very into herself. But, yeah, that that was pretty cool. <laughs> Wait a second. A $2,000, are we talking, like, a stuffed animal? What are we talking about? No, here? it's, like a, it's like, a, like, a silicone. It's, like, very lifelike. It's a, Is it's it like a life. Yeah, it's, like, you can hold it and it looks like a real baby, except it's Avatar baby. That's and it, I mean, gross, it's not the exact... It's it's totally gross, but you actually it's also very cute. Yep. What does the avatar Anyways. baby look like? I don't even know. Oh my god, so cute! It's so cute. The ones that Ew, aren't it looks cute like are the blue ones poop they... or what? Yeah, no, that's, that's what I just googled. It looks like a shit. It's like got <laughs> no. Look up two. Look up two thousand dollar avatar baby doll. <laughs> start, start there, Chris. Start there. Hyper hyper realistic no. avatar baby dolls. Yeah, $2,000. Yeah, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why is that dumb? Why is it not? It's so disgusting. It's like... uh, (laughs) Is it girlfriend? Dude, it's so weird. And they got little buttons where their penises should be or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) No, no, they have actual penises, but they have buttons where their belly buttons go. (laughs) And guess what? Contrary to popular belief, they're not blue. Okay. No, they are. Oh, how would you know, Caroline? Ooh, planted the joke. I watched. I watched the video. There's Wait, no video of Avatar dicks. Let me They're read babies. the description sake, here. Not like e- experience. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is that? Here, I don't know, dude. Here's the description of the doll. Experience the joys of parenthood by adopting one of these hyper-realistic <laughs> avatar baby dolls. Each Pandorian newborn is expertly sculpted entirely from silicone, which gives them an incredibly lifelike, perhaps too lifelike, appearance. Wow. True. Great. Anyways, so Jared, I thought of you. Is that bad? <laughs> you, uh, I don't know, man. I'd, I'd be kind of pissed, bro. 
I don't know. Just they took it to they took it to Disneyland and they like went around Avatar Land. It was cute. Whatever. Anyways. So yeah, that's um that's that's what you're you know, up let's to. Start there. <laughs> Dude, that is gross. Totally. Yeah, that seems like a good Dude, thing. Dude, I just to do. needed a break. My yeah, just a little little spiral. I I love that movie, okay? And I was actually, you know how I got there? Now I'm remembering how I got there. You wanna know? I've been watching the Sopranos. <laughs> I bet you do. I've been watching The Sopranos and the like Carmela, um, the mom, is going to be in the second Avatar movie. So I was like watching that and I was like, you know, what? I want to fucking know what these actors look like now. Just to just to know, because I mean, that shit was like, you know, early 2000s. And I looked and like Christopher, who's like the young gangster guy, like obviously he's aged because time happened and it was just like the weirdest thing like i thought i saw like you know it was like applying the aging app to like this like young person that's like my friend it was so weird um not that he'd be my friend but maybe he would maybe he would um that gangster life you know but anyway so carmela is going to be in the avatar 2 movie that's how it happened i didn't even realize that happened but that's how there is a gangster babies there's a gangster in the movie Avatar. It, these are the blue no, people, it's not her right? Character. It's all like no. She's gonna be like one of the military like leaders. Oh, you're talking about the Sopranos. She's like a human. No, no. The Soprano <laughs> actress. Is, yeah. Is what do you mean when you say when you say Christopher the gangster guy? What is that? Oh, that's in Sopranos. Yeah. Okay. So I was like looking at all. I was sorry. That was kind of separate, but kind of not. That was like me just looking at how the actors have aged since uh, like 2004. Okay. Or Got you. Um. But yeah, mm. but anyway, the link to Avatar 2 is Carmela. Gotcha. Because Avatar um, doesn't have any actors. It's just like blue piles of like No, it does. Art, There's right? humans. Oh, lots of actors. Dude, you need to watch the movie. You'd probably love Why it. Why the just, fuck just would wait. I watch Avatar? It looks like the biggest piece of shit ever. Wait, hold on. Stop. Let's, okay. let's, let's unpack that. Okay. What makes it the biggest piece of shit ever? It's just like all CGI, right? Who would watch it? No, that? it's not. And if you watched it, you would know. No, it's, it's all, um, all, definitely all CGI. Watch. Let me do a quick uh, image search. Carol, I was late to this party too. I watched Avatar for the first time. No bullshit. About t- 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 maybe two, three months ago, and yeah. then I understood. And yeah. then I also was like, man, contextually, when this came out, it was probably so far ahead of the game. It was crazy because it was in three D yep. as well. Mm-hmm. But then the story is really good. I like the story. It's pretty yeah, so- awesome. Yeah, I'm like all passionate right now. So what I love about Avatar is it's kind of corny, but it's um, it is representing like like basically history, <laughs> um, in in a story um that's like you know contextually a lot different. And I love how movies can do that, how it can engage people and then like help people empathize with these characters. And then it's actually like a metaphor for something else that happened in like human history and that's part of why i love it but it's also like visually just like so spectacular and i bet these next ones 10 years later it's gonna be wild anyway sorry chris what were you saying no it's okay i was saying that i'm different than you guys and i'm happy about it that's what i was saying dude that's cool i i think it's good (laughs) that you're different but i i think you also maybe made assumptions about the movie yeah i mean oh no they're not assumptions they are facts (laughs) okay cool but that's okay. <laughs> totally. I, I also like cartoons, just like depending on what kind of mood I'm in. You know what I mean? But I mm. tend to lead towards anime. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I like the anime. And okay. You guys like the computer ones. And that's cool, man. I'm down Yeah. With you. Oh, I guess what I was going to say, though, is that there's like <laughs> half the cast is human. So it's like 
you know, it's CGI, but then there's also like a lot of human characters. There's human characters? Where are they? I'm going to take it a step further. Every Why single person is a person in that movie. And some Why aren't there pictures of them? All I see are blue people. I'm so lost here. Dude, yeah, Gordon Weave is in it, bro. Don't take out Gorn Weave herself. The Gorny. Sigourney Weaver? Yeah, I love her. I freaking love her, dude. She's so yeah, good she's in that great. shit, too. Um, See? But yeah. We already bought in. Yeah. I don't know. So basically, the premise, just real fast, is that humans are like... Wait, Jared, I thought that there were some like people who were native to that place, so they weren't humans. What? No? Are they all like avatars? Every single one? Uh, no, no, no. The humans oh, okay. are the avatars, and the uh, the people are a whole different name. Like I don't remember Navi, their names. The Navi, I think? Yeah, the Navi. So basically, like, there's humans that are trying to take resources on this planet, and they are taking them by like creating avatars out of humans that look like the natives, um, and then trying to basically like convince them to like basically trick them, right? Um, Wolf in sheep's clothing, Chris. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so it's like, so it's like humans, and then there's like just humans, humans, and then there's humans that have like an avatar counterpart, and then there's like the actual native avatar things. Damn, <laughs> Chris, it's like right. the Matrix mixed with. I don't know why I care aliens. about <laughs> convincing you that it's worth a watch. No, I love. I don't it. care. I think, I think this is entertaining, actually. Okay, cool. You're passionate. I'm glad that I can provide entertainment. Your passion is fueling me. <laughs> Sick. Um. Anyways, so yeah, that's what I got. Dude, that's tight. I'll let, pass it over to one of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that's the win of the day. Maybe maybe we mm-hmm. should be talking about the ways that we're entertaining ourselves during this time. Because I think that's, that's probably a really good thing to talk about. People want to know about that, right? Totally. Uh, probably yeah, not, but I think they'll accept, <laughs> I think they'll accept it. <laughs> Um, entertainment. So I've got a, a 30 day challenge going with, uh, Todd from Dune and Peter. Julia's on the thread too, but she's not really playing the game, but it's, uh, a skate trick every day. We got to film a clip every day and upload it to the group thread, send it in. So we're on day, whatever, what day is it right now? The 19th? 19th. We got 19 days in a row going strong so that's been cool because this is the first time since probably i was in my 20s that i've actually got on my skateboard like literally every single day so that's been pretty cool to just have that little solid chunk of time and be like okay i'm gonna go out and skate today no matter no matter what and that has been definitely not just good entertainment but good for my soul and also good to like draw me closer to the people in the thread. It's, it's cool. We get like a more real live update on what's happening in each other's lives. That's deeper and more nuanced than you would see just through, you know, social sharing, which has been cool. So yeah, day 19 of the 30 day challenge. And then Peter's going to make a video edit of all the tricks and like make a one huge, massive story. So we're talking, you're talking a different trick every day for 30 days? Different trick every day for 30 days. Nice. So like, How are there even 30 tricks? Sorry. What's that? Is that bad? Like 30 tricks? Is that hard to come up with 30 different tricks? Um, Not really. I mean, I don't know. We've been skating forever, so there's like a deep bag. But it has been forcing me to some of the tricks that I'm doing. I haven't done 
I hadn't skated a ton since I recovered from my surgery or really got back in the groove. So to get to the 30, I've definitely been having to tap into things that I haven't done since I had my surgery. So I've been able to like push myself in that little way, which has been really, really dope because for the last month prior, I was just kind of getting my, getting my like sea legs out of there, you know, shaking the dust off. And I'd been kind of in the, the rut of doing like the same fucking set thing every time I went out. So this has been dope. So you kind of started skating before the challenge. Were you like anticipating the challenge? Not like started, but like you kind of were putting more time in like a month before. Yeah. Did you know it was coming or? Did not know that it was coming. You never know when the challenge is coming, Caroline. I did not know the challenge was coming. Peter just like sent it to the group thread. He's like, idea, one trick every day for this month. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. I haven't really been. I was just started feeling like I could go out and skate and my foot wouldn't be throbbing in pain. So it was like pretty good timing. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's been fucking number one stunner. Super hype. That's like reminded me of the throwback to uh, when you would post the skate video (laughs) back on the Trubaka. Before we had like good internet telephones. Yep. It's like we were trying to do it through Vimeo and like literally... Uploading shit, yeah, it was a pain in the ass. Now it's a reality and it's easy. One clock shop, clock click, whatever. One clock, one click, one one stop click, one ship clock. Dude, that's sick. Can I link one of those like old Vimeo videos? Oh God, Jesus, have fun. I don't know. They're pretty terrible. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Have you ever looked at those, Caroline? Do you know what you're saying when you say that? Probably don't. For real. Probably entertaining. Yeah, entertaining, yes. 100% entertaining and entertaining alone. Look, <laughs> okay. Deprecating, cool. definitely. Self-deprecating, Dude, sometimes. Perfect. Pretty you know, humility is good for you. So, like, what, like, how, is there anything you can articulate that you've, like, learned then? Like, being able to, like, <laughs> Jared's laughing at you in real shit. time. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Jared. <laughs> I bet you can <laughs> learn. <laughs> He's all, you idiot. No, that's not what I'm saying. This is no. Fucking, what would Chris be learning about skating, dude? And that is that he loves well, it no, so much. It's actually not not even about skating, but just being able to like connect with some stuff that you used to do before you had an accident, which was probably pretty traumatizing. Like, what does it feel like to be doing that again? Uh, that side? Yeah, totally. That feels really good. Uh, my relationship with skateboarding is so annoying because it's the thing that I love the most in the world and I have a history of injuries. So like ever since I've been an adult, it's been this perpetual cycle of ramping up and then getting smashed down and then ramping up and getting smashed down and over and over again. And like the first couple times is really frustrating. It's frustrating every time, but now I'm just trying to ex- like accept it for what it is that like maybe it'll happen again and that's totally fine um and then the the biggest thing that i'm learning outside the 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 context of skateboarding is that committing to doing something every day is a great way to progress in something like really really quickly like if 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 the challenge wasn't going, I would probably take my re-entry into getting back up to where I was and then improving from there much more slowly. I would be like a little bit more cautious. I would just, there would be nothing to push me. So it would just take more time. But now 
even though there's no there's no competitive um, like nature to this challenge. Like the trick you do doesn't have to be good. It's not about doing a better trick than anybody else, or it's not about who's like stacking like the most hammers. It's literally just about the process. But like in just committing to the process of doing that thing, I've gotten like much more comfortable on my board more quickly than I have in the past, and that has been super rad. And I think that can apply to like any other world that we want to be in. If there's something new that you want to do, being able to commit to it, setting aside time to do it and doing it no matter what is going to just make that process happen a lot faster. That makes sense. Big time. When we were, when I was, even though it's competitive going to basketball camp, I was like, Oh man, I better play basketball every day just so I can be proud of myself for what I think I can do. And that was, it definitely jump started that whole process. You just keep doing it. You practice and you get better way quicker than you used to. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like the concept of like having accountability too. Cause like, I don't know. How do I articulate this? I feel like for me personally, sometimes if I don't have accountability, I won't do something. And if I do have accountability, I will do something, but I always question like if if it requires accountability, does that mean that I like don't want it enough? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like why can't I just do this without accountability? Um but it's interesting. I think it maybe <laughs> the humbling thing is that like actually it's like just it's it's okay to like need accountability to like like pursue your goals. Yeah, and I think accountability is one part of it. And then the other part of it, perhaps an even bigger part of it, is being a part of a of a community. And when you're a part of a community, you can mm-hmm. excel at higher levels in things that you're trying really hard to do than if you wouldn't. And you can take, like, um, athletes are, like, pretty good examples of that. Or, I don't know, if, like, let's say even if, like, if we take this skateboarding lane like there's people that i knew that growing up they showed like really good promise and being really good skateboarders and then they try to like figure it out they want to take it to the next level so they pack it up and they move to la and they go to get in the mix with all the other really amazing skateboarders and then you see them in a year and they're like miles beyond where they were when you last saw them it's because they're around other people pursuing the same goals like they're not just being held accountable, but they're being pushed. And like, you're going to be better when you're in environments that are, that are like that. So whereas like, if we take you and songwriting, I would argue that you would probably find great joy in writing songs for yourself and maybe do it no matter what. But if you're surrounded by a group of people actively pursuing the same thing, you're going to be pushed farther in your songwriting and become better, more confident and capable in that thing and it's not like that you wouldn't just do it on your own you're just taking it to a different fucking level yeah the community is huge i mean that's like the proven concept of things like crossfit it's people get in there and they're nervous at first and they're like i just want to get healthy and then through the community you decide oh i'm gonna keep coming back and all of a sudden you have this huge cult of exercise and it is true for me i showed up and i was like okay this is what's possible and you see all this you see in the same little space the human potential. And for me, that's something I can grasp onto. And then you don't have to be the best, but you can see what's doable and you kind of get inspired by it and you work hard 
and you do, you just improve dramatically versus doing it on your own. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, that like, that's very much like what, if you take like NQ, he was like in a community of like poets and spoken word peeps. And yeah, that was part of the jam and like probably why he showed up every day. Yeah, it's that passion plus... It's almost like the accountability is less the term accountability. It's more like it becomes passion to show up and then then also like support maybe versus versus accountability where like, um, I mean, again, to draw it back to something like CrossFit just because that's easy and a lot of my friends are there. It's like what they hold you accountable for more is like the quality of like a movement, but they're not holding you accountable to like how many times you come or like how hard you work per se they're proud of you no matter what. And so there's like, mm-hmm. you know, you end up just feeling like, oh, my, I'm doing a good job no matter – you just feel impassioned by it and, and supported in that pursuit. And then the little technical stuff is like, you know, it's there or not. That's more just out of protection in the context of CrossFit. So, Yeah, that's like – I think I'm really like saying that we're striking the difference between like literally just having a friend that's going to be like, so did you do the thing you said you were going to do? And like having a community to do that thing with and have fun. So it's like fun is a huge part of it, of like having a community and wanting to show up. Again, yeah, it's, you know? I picture like, and it's maybe it's just the word accountability. I picture it as things like something that you sometimes need to do, and that's good for sure. But sometimes when it comes to things that are like passion-driven, creative things that are like expressions of a human Maybe you're accountable for like your actions, but it's almost more like how can somebody foster that, you know, that expression of you through the thing that you love or whatever you're trying to get out of it, you know? And I'm more of a believer in just better than before. So there's like so many levels to that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I have like a mini version. It's like it's kind of like a it's a little bit of a mix of of like community and just someone that I check in with. But um, it's my friend that I talk to every Sunday who's, like, another singer. And she put me on to this, like, logic um, Udemy class. And so I've been doing – I didn't do any – I didn't do it last night, but I really have been trying to do, like, even just 15 minutes a day. And it's crazy. Like, it's been so helpful. <laughs> I just, like, all the shortcuts and everything I'm learning and um, just the idea that I'm going to be talking to her on Sunday. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to, like – look into, you know, where to store all my sound files, like what at least what this person says I should do. Like, let's do that section and we'll talk about it on Sunday. So it's like it's kind of like accountability, but it's also like fun and being able because we're doing it together. I don't know. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. I think that sounds dope. I think there's levels to it, too. I definitely don't think that if you like need accountability to do something, it doesn't mean you don't like to do it because everybody needs that every once in a while. There's some days when I know mm-hmm. I want to grow in one thing and I just wake up and I just definitely don't want to do it that day for whatever reason. But if I have a little yeah. support group, I always feel better after I do do it. Um, mm-hmm. then if I would have just been like, I don't know, I'm not feeling it. Feeling lazy. Dude. For sure. I mean, I think that like I'm very well know and I think for a lot of people it's like the barriers to doing the thing are generally rooted in like perfectionism or fear or, you know, 
shit like that. Or lack of balance in your life too, potentially. I find I yeah, find that you're exhausted. Well, yeah, or even just like you put so much brain space into trying to do this one thing that you're you are really driven to do that you end up burning yourself out in the process, and then you're like, why am I not getting it done? And you just oh, sit in yeah. your house and stare at whatever a computer or whatever whatever your thing is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I um, I forget where I was reading it, but I was reading a passage that was basically just like you, like it, like it's proven that you'll be more productive like when you do take a break, <laughs> like a real lunch. Um, and even like yesterday, I just like kind of got into it and just like when I bet a lot of other people probably experience this when you're working from home and you just kind of like go and you're like, I'm going to do this. And you take like a 15 minute lunch and you just like get back to it or whatever. Um, And I found that, yeah, I just didn't give myself any time like for real breaks. And by the end of the day, granted, I did work a pretty long day. I was just like, holy shit, I'm so unproductive right now. Like I had a couple moments where I was like editing something and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like I literally can't make decisions right now. <laughs> like I need to stop. So it was just weird. Yeah. Kind of imbalance moment of just like you think that you're doing the right thing and like and you're like having good ethic or something, but like it's actually shooting you yourself in the foot. <laughs> what do you think is the what like what do you think is the struggle around that one because this is something that people have been unpacking forever it's something that we all intuitively know yet we seem to fall victim to it again and again and again and again i don't know maybe it's for me i think it is um mm, lack of confidence in my ability to um like stay focused or something or like if I don't do it now then I'll like forget to do it later it's like it's like not trusting myself I think Hmm. for me and so it's like um so like when I step away from it I worry that it just won't get done and it's like based on past experience but also I don't know yeah for me it's just kind of like this like idea of like just get it done so you don't have to think about it anymore but then it's like this endless cycle so it's like almost like (laughs) I don't know it's like very it's being very um like short-sighted and just being like not being able to see the bigger picture um for me so yeah I would say it's like lack of trust in my ability to make sure that it gets done like what what I personally have trouble with is like and, and I'm getting a lot better at it, but looking like at my full week and being like, cool, like I'm going to do this then, do that then, do this then, and like make time for each of these things. And um, when I don't do that, then I, yeah, I just don't trust myself to like get it done later. I just want it. I don't know. It's like weird. Is it's that, like this. <clears throat> is that an all encompassing or yeah. like work when you're speaking of this, are you talking about like work projects? I'm talking about work projects um, and I mean, I would say, yeah, like life stuff too. Although I would say I'm like way more responsible with my work um, than I am with like my like life uh, errands and things. <laughs> like, I don't know, things just fall by the wayside. Um, but 
Yeah. I'm mostly mm. talking about work. Yeah. So what? I think I feel, yeah, I feel more of a responsibility to others there, which I should probably value myself more and feel just as much of a responsibility to myself because I'm sure the things in my personal life that I do put off are like, you know, they're weighing on me to some extent every day. But yeah. Yeah, that's all. That, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's it's always a challenge. It's My gut almost says the world... There's no silver bullet answer to like circle back to Chris's, Chris's question of like, why is mm-hmm. this such a thing? But I would put a lot of emphasis is the reason people uh, end up getting caught in this trap is obviously the, the general work culture that the world is built around, you know, like clocking hours and hours for money, you know, like unless I get this much time in, it's not like, it's not like value for money. It's, it's time for money. So there's that. But I also think I'd peg a lot of this on like, social media and media in general where you're supposed to show something for something. And then I think we get into our heads and assume that we're showing someone and, and we're not really when we get into those patterns. Yeah. It's funny though. Cause social media also really celebrates like meditation and taking a break and like all that shit too. And then like you wind up feeling guilty for not fitting that in and yeah, it's interesting. Everyone's selling something, even when it's good. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I think the reasons are probably different for each person for why they either, you know, procrastinate on something or just don't see the never ending tunnel for what it is like the never ending tunnel. Like for me, when I get into zones like that, it's a hundred percent, uh, some version of, of guilt. Like I feel guilty, like I'm not doing enough. And this is a way for me to prove that I'm doing enough. And, it's super, mm. super unhealthy, um, or has been in my life anyway. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's helped me is trying my best to manage expectations, both the ones I have with myself and the ones that I communicate to other people about like my role in things and how that's gonna, how that's gonna work. Um, yeah, man, it's, yeah. it's, it's super tricky. Dude, that's, Dude, you like nailed it though. I think like at least I know that there's no one experience that applies to everyone, but I actually really can relate to the idea of guilt. Like I feel like, um, yeah, like people are depending on me for something or I said I'd get it done by this time and I have to get it done by this time. And I think that you nailed it in terms of like to remedy that or to help ease that managing expectations with others is really, really helpful. And then I think I could really start leaning into managing expectations with myself, but Yeah, like with managing expectations with others, something that's really helped me lately has just been, you know, like before COVID, we we've had a lot of conversations about just like making sure I'm like limiting my projects to just like a manageable number and not be doing like tons of things at one time. Um, And COVID happened and like I kind of fell off that. And then more recently, I started like dialing back into, okay, like we're going to have three main projects and we're going to we're not starting new ones until one of those is done. So we can only have like three at any one given time. Um, and that has helped me like guide managing my expectations like with other people because I'm able to be like, Hey, like this is what I'm working on right now. Like I have a full plate and like, um, but like I will either like, yeah, yes, I'll do that in the future or like, 
I have no idea when I'll be able to get to that. Usually it's just like a no, because what I'm trying not to do as well is like promise things in the future, because <laughs> um, if I don't actually know when it will get done. And so it's more of like a maybe delegate someone else to do that right now <laughs> thing. So that's been helpful in helping me manage the guilt because I'm not saying yes to everything. And I'm also, I think K-Hut pointed this out too, which is really helpful is like, if you say yes in the future, like if you don't have like an actual date at which it can get done, you might as well just say like, no, no, <laughs> like, because otherwise you're just going to compromise that person's like confidence in you and like trust that you actually will do what you're say you're going to do because you'll most likely just forget about it and then never get to it. Because there'll always be something else coming in. Totally. I can't remember who quoted that, but there's this like really famous quote that's just like, don't say yes to anything that you wouldn't do tomorrow. You know, Mm -hmm. people are like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Maybe next month we could do it as a way of just Mm -hmm. pushing something off. And it's like, no, would I wake up tomorrow and be like, fuck yeah, we're going to do this. If not, then just pass. Yeah. It's like better for everyone because then they can find someone else to help them with it. If right. Not, you're like stringing them along. Yeah. Or oftentimes too, what's cool is they might take a minute and totally forget about it themselves. And that's when you really find out if something's important or not is if something sticks mm. around, including for ourselves. It's like you can get a hot pocket, but if it's not still a hot pocket two weeks later in a similar vein or structure or idea, then maybe it wasn't that hot to begin with. And, that's something that I've tried to sink my teeth into is, you know, you can feel really passionate about something because you're having a good day or something and then not in a week and being able to sit on some things and, or even just say to yourself, you know what, that's a really good idea. I don't need to rush home and put it on notes right now. I'm just going to like, if that's important enough, it's going to stick with me. And that's been a, a really, the beginning of a healthier relationship with ideas in myself. Mm-hmm. Cause you're someone who has a lot of ideas. I can relate to that. Do I, Carol? Yeah, you do. No, like, I don't know if you can relate to this, share, but, like, I have multiple places on my computer that contain, like, ideas, and I have notebooks with, like, little idea brainstorms, and, like, they're not all consolidated. It would probably be a really good exercise for me to, like, go through now and kind of do what you said, Jer, and see, like, cool, like, what actually still sounds like a good idea? Because I have looked back at some ideas that I thought were really cool then and just been like, wow, that was fucking terrible. <laughs> or or just contextual right like maybe it's a good idea for a moment but maybe it's not the kind of idea that changes the game for you or the thing so like that's all that's all i'm really saying like it could still be a good idea it just might be an idea that you know there's a lot of other moving parts in our worlds including work and not including work that it's like well yeah it might have worked for like a day or a week but did it really make a huge difference maybe not and that's Mm -hmm. even just looking at your ideas and not putting value to them of good or bad Mm -hmm. is another step in a direction that I like to believe in right now, not even right now, forever that I think I'm adopting into my life is like, I'm not going to assign good or bad to these ideas. I'm just going to assign helpfulness and, and, and then like the weight of how they feel upon my soul and the intentions behind them. And that's still like, it always an exploratory, uh, you know, that is cool. Thing. Yeah, I think removing judgment and just being pretty impartial is always a good idea. Because like the moment I get into like the cycle of like, kind of shrinking and being like, that was embarrassing. I can't believe I like suggested that like, then you've like basically cut off all your creative juices. And like, it's just bad. You shamed yourself. 
you shamed yourself. You don't need to do that because that takes energy, right? So you'll get exhausted if you can just like remain like impartial and be like, yeah, maybe not right now. Let's look at the next one. You know, if you can just stay level headed about it, you'll be more productive too. I feel that so hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, shut up. I don't know who said that. <laughs> Why? No, I'm not shaming you. I'm just laughing with you, dude. No. <laughs> well, you guys are weird. Any. Man. Any any last thoughts? Because, Jerry, you got your call in a little bit here. I got calls to calls to calls the balls. Dude, Jerry, what are you going to do to break up the monotony of being in your bed? Are you going to do some little um, laps around the house or something? Yeah, yeah. Right now I'm going to, you know, I got my two <laughs> minutes or so, four, six to eight. I'm going to stand up, probably take a whiz just to clear the air, you know, and then uh, I'm going to check my notes for the next call there? because you got to be – you got to be prepared. You can't just go in too cold, you know, and, and that's, that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> Dude, I feel that. You guys taking notes out there? You guys taking freaking notes and then you, and you jump into that one? Success. You take a piss, you do some stretching, and then you check your notes. And then you go Dude, straight back into feels, the next one. It You'd feels be a so much better to go into a meeting with, like, having, you know, looked at Not your having notes to pee. and stuff being brief. Actually, here, I will throw out, truthfully, I'm backing this. Um three-month trial to the state breathing app and it's really short like resets yep yep some of those some nasal breathing so uh they'll teach you there's four different settings feel alert be present feel calm fall asleep and uh they take to start under five minutes each and uh i'll probably do one of those it also adapts to you based on how how you respond and you get to give it feedback and then you know it learns your breathing stuff so i'll probably do one of those for four it minutes. becomes your avatar it becomes your avatar <laughs> so oh, with that cool. it's time for me to go do those things is that free uh it's you get a three-month free trial and i think that's enough mm-hmm. for you to learn how to do it on your own nice dude <laughs> for sure how do you remember to cancel your trial do you put it in your calendar well, I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but I, I do it by because I'm weird and I remember that stuff. Oh, my gosh. You're one of those people. Yeah. That's cool. I'm not always, but I am in that one. Well, great talk, everybody. You are the best. That was great. Uh, thanks for the podcast, thanks. everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, subscribe. Thank review, you, guys. Okay, <laughs> bye. <Sure>. Bye. <laughs> Deprecating? Definitely. Self-deprecating? Sometimes. I'm hitting my record button. Oh, I can't do anything. Okay, I'm just leaving. I don't know what to do now. No, you're perfect. You're perfect. All I see are blue people. Why is that dumb? Why is it not? It's so disgusting. No, it's okay. I was saying that I'm different than you guys, and I'm happy about it. That's what I was saying.